0: Yo. Tryna cop a whip and peel off. Then what? Stack my chips into them Benji's real long. Then what? Anytime you see me know it's tropin' there. Uh, I'm on the hills, I'm finna hunt them down I'ma grind till I get it. Then what? Real I'm on my grind till I get it, then what? I'll be on my grind till I finish. Yeah. No room for y'all. you y'all just mind your business.
1: Hello, and welcome to episode 10 of the Board Minutes Podcast. I'm Seth LaRue, and I'm joined once again for our 10th episode, our double digit episode, Corey Brown. Double digits,
2: baby. And you know what we got? Some new intro music. Uh,
0: uh, uh. That is from
2: my future brother in law, Sean James. A rapper named Trey Deuce. That is Then What. You can find him on SoundCloud at Trey Deuce FBP and on Facebook at Trey Deuce. Then What is off of the Maybe You'll Listen When I'm Dead mixtape coming soon. So thank you, Trey, for letting us use this intro music. We needed something. Future never got back to me. Free bands never got back to me. Drake never got back to me. So thank you, Trey.
1: Yeah, I just want to say thank you. And... I think our listeners will definitely realize that our podcast has now been turned up uh, to another level. New level. It's on a new uh. level, and we figured because it was number ten, we had to bump it up to that that another level. So, uh. but Corey, uh, that's not all we're doing today. <laughs> nope. No, we're joined by another special guest. It's our, it's the Board Minutes podcast official MLB insider. The first insider young raspy a- AKA, aka young raspy matt belcher what's up dude
3: what's going on thanks for having me boys and i feel very honored to be on the 10th ever episode of the board minutes uh as young raspy and the first <laughs> baseball insider ever so uh, i'll do my best to be uh the next buster matt over. actually dressed up for this podcast
1: he's in his <laughs> his bo ryan
2: his tie bo Ryan shirt finest
3: bo ryan do uh, sets of clothes here
1: I'm just happy to see that everybody takes this podcast as seriously as we do, so.
2: This is
3: real serious. This
2: is this is official.
1: I like that. I came buttoned up and ready to go. We don't fuck around. Um, yeah, so we're going to get into a lot of uh, baseball stuff, but first, I think there's a couple things well, we actually, talk about. Well, actually,
2: first, I want to tell people kind of why we have oh, okay. our friend Matt Belcher on this podcast.
1: I thought you were going to give a shout-out. <laughs> I already gave it's a shout-out. That's right. The shout-outs are coming. <laughs>
2: I've only done one so far. So, Matt, you used to work for the Cubs. You now work for the Giants. Can you talk about, just real quick, brief overview of how you started with the Cubs, how you transitioned to the Giants?
3: Definitely, definitely. So I actually started off with the Pirates first. Uh, just oh, Pirates first. Uh, back in the Madison days, which we all miss, I know. Matt went to uh,
2: University of Wisconsin Madison yep, as well.
3: Go Badgers! Uh, so I started off with the Pirates uh, through a family friend, intern there, had a great summer. Um, kind of parlayed that into the Cubs internship, which was uh, an experience I'll never forget. Spending a summer in Chicago, best time of the year ever to be in Chicago. Um, the Cubs were horrible; they lost 100 games that year, but um, it was a great experience and. Uh, When I graduated, that led me out here to San Francisco and working for the Giants for the uh, last—this is my third season, so two and a half years, basically.
2: So, legit insider— also it kind of feels like we're interviewing you right
3: now that's the most know, that's it's the it's most
2: horrible answer we're sitting very like, close to each other that was like what great experience walk me
1: through your resume yes
2: it was a great that's experience why, that's my resume that's why I've I, said it a million times I just i just leveraged it into my next role I leveraged a lot of the experience that I had and
1: uh, look at this, now he's on the boardman's podcast so it's just look, look at where it's got me now dreams do come true people i'm an insider now it led me to here <laughs> you are an insider <laughs> um yeah so the first thing i just want to touch on guys um we had a couple big notable nba uh performances recently we had the warriors winning an nba record 73 games in one season and we also had kobe bryant giving his farewell um and shooting all of the shots in the I game last it. night I- Love Can it so get much. Can we raise
3: our glasses of vino to the hashtag Vino hashtag King? Vino. Kobe Black <laughs> Mamba Bryant. The, your boy got buckets last night and took fifty shots. Like, he, along took the way. Shot yeah. he took <laughs> every shot. That's UK NBA two K. Cheers style. to Vino. If, Cheers. if
2: you didn't, if you didn't, li- if you didn't know, we randomly yell out Vino during a couple of our podcasts, so. and that's Kobe's
3: favorite hashtag. Um, it is
1: Vino. So what, you want to start with Kobe then?
2: I'd love to start with Kobe. <laughs> All right. Well, give me. A- so I don't know about you guys, but. I was deciding which one I was going to stream first because I don't have cable because I'm cheap.
3: San Francisco (laughs) problems. Yeah.
2: So I immediately went to go find the Lakers game because, I don't know, I've been a Kobe fan almost my whole life. Um, I had the old Kobe space boots back in, uh, what was that, middle school. Do you (laughs) know what I'm talking about? Those shoes. You don't remember the Kobe's? They look like legit concrete blocks, space shoes. I think it was when he was with Adidas. Okay. But anyways, um, I decided to turn the Lakers game, and I think Kobe started 0 for 5 or 0 for 6. So I was like, oh, man. And they had like a set minute plan for him. He was going to play. I think it was 36 minutes or something like that. And I'm like, oh, they're going to pull him early. This is kind of like a joke right now. And then he just kept
1: shooting, and <laughs> I was
2: okay with it. He actually didn't shoot that well for the game. He shot really well for the game. No,
1: he
3: shot oh, second like
1: 40%. No, he, he was 6 of 21 from 3,
2: I'm pretty sure. No, but he was like close to 50%. I think he almost made 25 I he, shots. I think it was 21 of 50. I thought he was like 21 of 50, yeah.
3: yeah. All right, let me look this up well, while you guys talk so about your, how much your you So your story, I, I was watching the Warriors game at a bar, so barely even paying attention to Kobe. I saw he was like 6 for 18 with like 18 yeah. points. I was like, all right, didn't pay attention. I got home. Watched the end of the Warriors game, was watching all the post game, Draymond's speech, and I get a Snapchat of Kobe walking off the court from a buddy. And it said 60 points. And I literally thought, no joke without watching the highlights, that the other team had let him score points because it was his last game. <laughs> well, they, then, there wasn't much defense. I know. But then my roommate, Greg, texted me. He was like, no, he legit like went off in the fourth quarter. He did. And then I watched the highlights, and he was vintage. He had like nine vintage. or
1: something points straight or something
2: so like that. I feel
3: like, up I feel like his
1: fourth quarter shooting was like on fire style. He was. and like the Okay, rest for of the, the game,
2: game, he was 44%. That's solid. Really. That's pretty good. That's pretty that's good. Pretty good. He
1: went Iverson. He wasn't him. very he good. From Fifty shots. Shots. He wasn't very good Dude, from three. You that, was, yeah. that was a that was a vintage. Like yeah, yeah. I'm shooting every shot. But do you know Iverson,
2: I think he only had one game where he took over 40 attempts in his career. Just a lot. Of was 30, it was eight, it his 49? last one? <laughs> I don't know. But Kobe did of it right 30s. No, let's just yeah. say like the top ten games of field goal attempts, Kobe has like six or seven. Yeah, like that, th- that does not surprise <laughs> can me. Can we all?
3: can we all agree though that that's a pretty awesome way to to end a career and. That was off, amazing. Walk off well, the court with all those, all those all those legends the <laughs> there, and he ended it with a bang. Well, yeah,
1: because there was there definitely was a point there where he was hitting like every three he was taking, and he yeah. was hitting like every shot he was taking. And he ended and the game with an assist, which
2: <laughs> is quite ironic.
1: I mean, I'll be honest; like, I've not like if you rated people on the spectrum of like their Kobe fandomness, like I'm either like right in the middle or like I'm like very, a three or a very four. very slightly one way, or probably a little less than average. Like, I don't really care that much about Kobe. That you know. Um, but it is kind of... Int- it, you, the interesting thing for me about this game was like, okay, yeah, he scored 60 points. That's pretty crazy. He shot so many times. But, like, the Utah Jazz had, like... I don't know if they were... Oh, you know Maybe the Rockets had already they won. Already they did the already. Oh, okay, I was going to say because I knew for. the Utah Jazz they were coming playing, into the game like with a playoff spot on the line. They would have like, if, if, the, knew,
2: if yeah. the Rockets lost. Which but. is kind of crazy
1: to think than that Kobe probably goes <laughs> 6 of 40 or whatever if for, like, 12 points if, if he doesn't. Play, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: But I think um, I read on Twitter today that even though I think the Warriors game had higher ratings, but at its peak, mm, at the peak viewership, mm. the Lakers game had
3: more. It was the viewers. highest rated game ever on ESPN two. Really, I don't know how much that is saying, but it was. Cool.
1: <laughs> well, and I know they moved. A dope stat. I know they did. I know, uh, like within the last week, when the Warriors Knowledge. had a chance for the the record, yes. they actually moved the Warriors game to ESPN and bumped Kobe to ESPN two because oh, Kobe's was originally going to be on ESPN. Yeah. yeah.
2: It was but. just a good night, I think, for the NBA overall. I mean, it was super uh, exciting. Yeah. Both uh, of those yeah. happening on the same yeah, night. Yeah, that's crazy. That was crazy.
3: the best thing they could have ever asked for. Uh, I thought yeah. it was, I mean, one last thing, I thought it was really cool of how all the, you know, the legends and the guys he used to play with and mm-hmm. all the messages that they showed. Oh, yeah. And you could tell he was about to cry when he went into the middle of the oh, yeah. at the end, and that just shows yeah. you know, how much, how respected the guy was, even if you didn't like him. Dude, so.
2: he was feeling so good, he gave uh, D'Angelo Russell a hug, which, uh, <laughs> good for D'Angelo <laughs> <D'Andre> Russell. D'Angelo <laughs> Russell?
1: Yeah, a, a hug that D'Angelo <laughs> Russell needed about two weeks yeah. ago. <laughs> Do you guys have
2: anything you want to say about the Warriors? Cause we've been.
1: Um, I mean, I think I think the one thing that I'll say that I'm sure other you know podcasts and people and writers touch on is you no, know, this is the only podcast. That th- that team is they're really fun to watch, obviously, and they really are. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to realize it in the moment, but we'll look back like 20 years from now and like they really are changing the way that the NBA is being played and the way that teams are assembled and. I mean obviously like not every NBA team could could mimic what they do just because of the, the players they have but it's like I mean Steph Curry's borderline unguardable from like anywhere on the court. He's basically Draymond Green can literally cover anybody in the NBA. He hit 400 threes in a That's season. Yeah, and nobody, in a season. and nobody ever had 300 before this himself. year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, didn't he, he? Wasn't he the one last year? Yeah. 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 It's and it's just like he, it's it's insane. I mean they're really good. Um, <laughs> they're really good at basketball. Well nobody's like just that guy's
3: sweatshirt. Did you see the guy saying Steph Curry is good at basketball? <laughs> it was like a sixty year old man. It was amazing.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I mean I guess well I guess the big debate or the big question that people always bring up is like now that they beat the the ninety six Bulls record, you know, they always compare those teams and obviously people that were Bulls fans back then will be like all oh, the Bulls are better and obviously everybody in the bay area right now thinks the Warriors are the greatest yeah. team of all time and so
3: Bulls very- fans and Charles Barkley yeah they're very similar in a lot of ways that they they brought the perfect team together mm-hmm. you know who would have thought I mean props to the Warriors organization amazing accomplishment yeah. they brought together two of the best shooters of all time didn't the draft. trade
2: Clay Thompson they
3: didn't trade Clay Thompson they, they got did. Draymond Green in the second round who turned into be a five position all-around stud who's the glue of that team whereas you look at the 96 bulls they have and Andrew and Bogan, the Aussie and we love Bogut in Milwaukee right you know Bucks legend um, and then, you know, Pippen, Jordan, then they got the Bring Roger, Ron Hart. The only
1: team that Rodman could have, like, played and done what he did exactly. for, basically. So
3: they're similar in a lot of ways. And I don't even think you can compare them, but, you know, it's an amazing accomplishment. Never would have thought that record would be broken. The one no thing, one ever. Like, I don't care if you're no. Well,
2: oh, that's, like, not that good of a record.
1: No freaking way. That record, that's probably the hard. I mean, like, what would you say was a more difficult record? Well, I guess we know the answer now because it's been broken because nobody's ever gone say, undefeated in football. I was going to say undefeated in 19-game football season.
3: All the way through, though.
1: That's what I'm seeing. Like the Patriots yeah. almost did it. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, it hasn't uh, happened. I mean, they in this didn't one. lose
3: double-digit games in an NBA season. Never lost to back-to-back games. That's ridiculous. I think that that's really impressive to me is that they, have, they didn't lose back-to-back games ever. Oh, that
2: they,
1: the, they did. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. But because you know, at some point, you, you face two good teams on the road, or sure, maybe you're sure. like resting people or whatever,
2: and it's yeah. like, Well, you know, people they easily could have at least towards the end of the year too. They had that Memphis game where they were down, and then they rolled into San Antonio the next night. So that could have been it, but they won both of those.
1: And the craziest thing that I always think about is that when the Bucks traded Andrew Boga to the Warriors, they had a choice between Monte Ellis and Steph Curry, and they picked Monte Ellis. But consolation for the Bucks, they beat the Warriors this season <laughs> almost
2: twice. They had a double-digit lead
3: going into the fourth quarter. Steph got all the calls in that game. Bucks had him twice.
2: See, we're turning this into a Bucks pod I <laughs> yeah.
1: say so you guys, you guys can tell uh, where our allegiances lie on this podcast. <laughs> um Anything else before we uh I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just something to touch on and and like Belcher said, it's a really obviously a really great accomplishment, really great team. Um really fun team to watch. I mean, the only thing I would say is that now they got to go win the the title because they if they it. if they don't win the title, it's like yeah, it's a great record, but you you could ask all those players and you know, I mean, records are broken, but championships are forever, right? That's they're, what they say, so. They're winning the title. Oh, I think so too, but I'm just saying if they don't
3: it's like you know, takes a little hit, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it's cool that we can all say we were out here when this happened. I mean, in twenty years, we'll look back and say, even I though I Bay wasn't area.
1: in Oakland, I would say I can. I was can, close. I, could say, I was close. I could, say, I could say that I voluntarily did not go to a crowded bar to watch the record-breaking game, but instead, stayed where'd you watch it at? In my sweatpants. Uh, what was it called?
2: <laughs> was it downtown? Yeah. It's oh, okay. A, it's your Schre- just Schre- went right German bar. Oh, so, yeah, okay, nice. I'm, good nice. spot. Good, good pretzels yeah, and good beer.
1: Good spot. Shout out to schroeders Oh, you shouted him out before I did. Well, I figured I had to get in there. We shout out Brun over here. That's right. Um all right, should we move on? Let's move let's move into some my favorite right.
2: sport. Major League Baseball. That's your favorite sport? No.
1: Oh, okay. I'm
2: sitting right here. But we have the we have the <laughs> dude. We have the insider um, here.
1: Yeah, so since we have our, our MLB insider here, we figure we can pivot from basketball to baseball and um, I guess Beltra, I'll give you the give you the mic and maybe just give kind of your thoughts on just the the general season outlook and maybe I don't know just kind of an overall overview of just your attitude towards the game of baseball
3: the whole game okay no I mean the Giants, just looking at the Giants since season since birth I mean we all know it's it's an even year that's everyone freaks out about that out here they've won every other year for the past um three years or six seasons three titles over that span so uh you know the obviously the marketing staff at the Giants is riding that high and um, (laughs) all the fans are going to use that and over Dodgers fans until they uh, can't anymore which they should um but you know so we're going into this year off a pretty disappointing injury-filled year last year and I mean you guys have been around enough to know that the Giants are pretty conservative in the offseason yeah they've definitely rode these titles out and used the team they've had and you know pitching and defense and a couple key hitters they'll make Um, like.
2: Minor moves toward around like the playoff push. So I think Marlon Bird a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, and every, every, oh, world yeah. Th-
1: uh, Michael, they Michael Morse for like a, yeah, a year. Morse and or they had Aubrey Huff. The,
3: so yeah, they do so like little, they always stuff, have no, like, no like big splashes. Yeah. They right? always
1: have like that one guy that they either have or that they acquire that ends up being like a key player. And he fits in
3: there. into the clubhouse. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they, exactly. they only get the guys that they want. They have a great clubhouse. So, you know, that's what they usually do. Mm-hmm. Uh, after last year coming off the World Series, they didn't do basically didn't do anything um, and they had a bunch of injuries and they missed the playoffs and I think they realized their windows closing a little bit Posey's not getting any younger. Mm-hmm. They have a great young infield, which is going to be the future of the team. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bumgarner's, you know, in his prime, so why waste it? Um, and so they got very aggressive this offseason, which was exciting as a fan yeah. to work for the team, bringing you know some some hype solid around pitchers. The office. Yeah, and they finally have pitching yeah. instead of Ooh, Johnny Coito, um, Barry re- li- Zito. You can't rely on Bumgarner instead to of Barry pitch Zito. <laughs> They're bringing Barry Zito back. Bring him back,
2: baby. Bring, Bring him, him back. back and his guitar. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and his great hair. Um, oh, no, so, such great hair. So, so they signed some pitchers. They signed Denard Span, a nice center fielder to bat leadoff. Who's the um, other one they signed? Oh. Uh, Samarja and Samarja, Quato. Jeff yeah. Samarja. So yeah. two guys that, you know, maybe coming off a little bit of a down year, even though Cueto did win the World Series. How do you the feel the
2: about Samarja?
3: He's got so much talent. He's an Just athletic Just because, freak. like, he used to play for the Cubs. And, yeah, I mean, yeah. Cubs, Cubs uh, resident fan over here, yeah. but, um, I mean, he's had some great years. He was on some bad Cubs teams and put up good stats. He's got the stuff. He throws 97 yeah. nasty breaking ball. He just is inconsistent, um, yeah. but he's a pure athlete. So I think in ATT AT&T park, a huge ballpark, um, I think he's going to have a okay. solid year. So it's, it, it was a good sign. Sorry.
2: I, I didn't want to interrupt, but I just wanted to ask
3: you. No, how you I feel about him. We'll get to the Cubs. Don't okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, they're, they're coming into the season. Everyone's very excited. You know, we got some new players to kind of hang your hat on and we started the year hot. Um and everyone's pretty pretty pumped for, you know, what this offense, you know, they got a strong offense and finally some pitching to back yeah. it up. Uh so we're excited. You know, Dodgers have some injuries. There were some other you never root for injuries, but there's some big injuries in the division. Mm-hmm. Uh Diamondback's one of their best players is out for the year. Dodgers have what, seven guys on the D L mm-hmm. right now. Um so hoping to get off to a fast start and yeah. Took three or four against the Dodgers this weekend and uh they haven't done so well the last two
2: No, games, Giants right, right now. Uh, when they we are, were recording, they just lost to the Rockies 11 today. 6. Yeah, they're uh, like
1: nine runs in one inning. Or yeah,
2: something. they're six and four right now. Still first in the division. Um, I think they have a series against the Dodgers next, right? Yeah, this weekend. Uh, tomorrow, just Jackie trying to get, get all them out of day, the way. Kershaw,
3: huh? Bumgardner. It's going to be a great day. Jeez, baseball, those guys are so. going to get sick of pitching in LA, DJ correct? <laughs> yeah, in LA. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, and just to start the year Friday night, just to touch on it quickly, one of the craziest baseball games I've ever witnessed. I've watched countless games growing up working in baseball for, you know, almost three teams now. Um, Friday night, Dodgers had a no-hitter into the seventh inning. Oh, yeah, Giants had no hits. They pulled the starter, a rookie, his first start ever, with a no-hitter, which is – a bad omen, but it was the right move. The guy had thrown 100 pitches. Yeah. Next batter, as baseball works, no one knows why. Two-run homer, first career home run to tie the game. And then we won our second hit of the game, a walk-off home run. And I've never seen something like that in my life. So that was a nice little uh, way to start the weekend against the Dodgers. It's crazy that they pulled a guy in, his, in a no-hitter. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the I Giants get fans booed because they were like, I mean, I get it, but his it's, like, like, tonight,
1: so. it's like if you lose, you'd rather lose like letting the kid ride it out versus... True, true. But,
3: yeah. So, you know, it, I think it's looking to be a good year. I mean, as long as they're competitive, you know, the fans come out. They got the sellout streak. Oh, yeah. That's one of our pride and joys, our, our sellout streak almost over five seasons now. Um, so every night, park's packed, even when it's freezing on a night, like tonight in April with the wind. Mm-hmm. Um, can
2: you can you actually clarify what freezing is here?
3: Uh, you know, that, oh, that yeah. low 50s with a little bit of wind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if the, if, if the first digit of the temperature is a five, it's, it's quote-unquote freezing. Is, weather it's, it's in pretty, Wisconsin. It's actually yeah.
2: pretty cold, though. Uh, so well, on the bay, it, it's pretty cold. Well, yeah, it gets cold. But that's not freezing. Knock it off. You Keep think it's cold? Jacket weather. You yeah. think it's cold? Oh yeah, dude. I'm
1: not used to that weather anymore either. <laughs> people out here don't know what freezing is. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah,
2: very yeah. true. But so two Dodger series, two of the first three. Is that that doesn't happen?
3: Right. I think ML, MLB's got some interesting scheduling, but uh, they mix it up every year. And I think they want you to play your division a lot in the beginning. And now they have the season long, uh, you know, cross league play. No, oh, yeah, and that's how they yeah, yeah. started
1: with the World Series matchup. Yeah. The so
3: they season. that's all filled oh, yeah, right, in yeah. now. So it's always different. Like we play the A's some years, you know, twice at home. Sometimes you know, two full series uh, away in home. So it's um, it mixes it up every year, but.
2: Bigger rivalry or, you know, more, I guess, tumultuous relationship. Would you say Dodgers or A's?
3: Uh, I mean, the A's is they have the geography and you know the history from the '90s, like the, mm-hmm. the you know the Bay Bridge series with the earthquake when the A's were actually good. Um, and but I mean, Dodgers fans <laughs> shots fired. <by> Dodgers <laughs> fans and Giants fans do not like each other whatsoever. Yeah, the I would The Dodgers, Dodgers spend the right? money. The Giants win the titles. It's it's a lot of back and forth. Um, and I will say more shots fired. I will it. say <laughs> I, I will the say, Giants spend a
1: bit of money too. I mean, they do. Don't get me
3: wrong. They're worth a lot of money and they spend a lot. But you know, Dodgers have an insane payroll this year. In the last two years. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know it's it's pretty bad. I mean, the Friday night games—you go on those bleachers. You'll hear a lot of things that oh, yeah. you don't want to bring your kids out there.
1: <laughs> All these players want to live in L.A. because it's so freezing up here in San Francisco. <laughs> Dude, no. I would too. <laughs> don't get me wrong, man. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, I guess the one thing I had a question about, and we had—I mean, we had talked about this previously. But if you look at the the MLB season compared to um, you know other sports it's obviously very long and and it's not even it's not even so much about the games I mean there's obviously like a game every day which is nice you can always kind of depend on like essentially a game every day but I guess from your standpoint how do you how do you see I guess like the length of the season is it still something that you know is it tradition that you think yeah that's just the way it is because it's tradition
3: or do you think that the sport could actually benefit from maybe having a shorter season or I mean that that's an amazing question because that's Uh, in in the mainstream right now that's a lot of base old school baseball guys are all about don't change anything Mm -hmm. and the major leagues like one of their number one priorities is making the game more watchable for young fans getting more fans under the age of Corey is one of those young fans Um, and you know the shorter season is something i think we see every year that makes more and more sense Mm -hmm. you've seen the last week and a half to start the season Maybe six rain outs, a snow out. Oh, yeah. There's playing in Cleveland when it's 31 degrees and snowing. Miller Park opening day, was 34 degrees. Tailgating was flurries coming mm-hmm. down. Luckily, they yeah. have the dome. But, um, you know, it, it's crazy that they start so early in April. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you're playing the World Series... Um, you know, so even out here, I mean, it's a little nicer out here, but into you could November, go to though. Detroit like yeah. the Giants did in 2012. Yeah. It was rainy and like 33 degrees at when the game they won the World Series. Is, is and, it into November now? Uh, it can be so depending on how the playoffs go. W- when we went Game 7 in 2014, it was October 30th in Kansas yeah. City and luckily wow. it was nice. It was like I think 40s 50s, but I mean, you could be in Cleveland you could I think, be in
1: I think one of the it might have been the 2000, it might have been 2010 cuz they had a, a few longer series that year. I think one of those might have gone into yeah into uh man maybe it no, was in november but it was twice. like very late i mean like it
3: gets very late it's a 162 game season you could cut out you don't you don't necessarily want to cut out you know the get away from the three games you know per per series cut it down to two but just cut out you know some games some interleague games you yeah. get a, a lot of people say down in the 145 146 range you can start two weeks later you can end in the middle end of October and it all just make a lot more sense yeah. but no one owners teams they don't want to give up the revenue right it's exactly. session revenue that, it's yeah. the ticket sales revenue so it's gonna be a battle but I think at some point because of the social media day and age in, it's got to happen or something has to happen yeah. um, and you see that with the clock clocked innings the clocked pitchers because oh, yeah, yeah. they want to speed up the game and, and you know they're trying to make it push this into the 21st century which really is an old man's game you know it's it's america's pastime because it has so much history but you know it's just you got to change with the ways the nba is great at that the nfl obviously capitalizes on that yeah. um you just got to yeah, you know, the nfl's trying the to time. add games <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> So, you know, it's it's definitely a grind of a season. It's long. It's I mean, I couldn't even imagine, you know, those NBA seasons, 81 games beats up people's bodies. Imagine playing 162 games those guys that play full seasons um plus the playoffs. It's it's crazy. Um, Got to
2: imagine how much like sprinting they're going to have to do.
3: <laughs> Corey's the resident hater and Cubs fan apparently. <laughs> those two things are synonymous. Yes, very true. <laughs> Hey, but, you know, off. that's all the, the, you know, the contention in the game. I think sure. some of the bright spots, just to touch on him, you know, actually perfect timing with Kobe walking off into the sunset is um, it's no Derek Jeter, but, you know, Big Poppy David Ortiz is doing the same thing this year. He's on his farewell tour. He's still a great player. He hit 37 homers last year. Um, but he's going to be doing the getting a gift at every last, yeah. you know, road stop. And
2: Is one of them a needle? There could be. That's uh, I, You know, I,
1: I actually kind of like when athletes do that just because – take steroids no. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing <laughs> oh the farewell to her yeah name. well yeah because it's like it's sort of it sort of sets allegedly a, it sort of sets expectation well yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> it sort of sets, sets expectations um but then also it, it gives like you know let's say you're i don't know like you're the brewers and you're playing the red sox interleague or something right And Big Poppy's coming to town, well, it's clearly the last time he's ever going to play there, barring, like, a World Series, you know, matchup, but it's kind of like a, I don't know, it's just kind of like an interesting, you know, because, like, I just remember a lot of these Kobe games, there'd be some games against common opponents that he would sit out, but then when he knew it was, like, his last one against a certain team, then he'd play.
2: Right, because the fans want to see
1: And it becomes, like, a a bit of, like, a spectacle, like, it's selling out, people want to see it, people want to get there, and... They sold
2: 1.2 million worth of merchandise at Staples Center that's last night. Insane, that's that's ridiculous. I actually have a question for Belcher. I don't want to go back into basketball, but so are you? Because you grew up Milwaukee area. Are you full Giants now, or are you still hanging wow. on to some Brewers? Putting me on the
3: spot. No, Brewers of course are always going to be number one team. I like to call the Giants my one A. Um, you know, they, so hopefully they people pay at my work don't listen to this. Uh, I got a World Series <laughs> ring from them, which so I they've <laughs> which which so they've done a lot more for Giants Brewers. <laughs> ever yeah, have. yeah <laughs> they have done a yeah. But you should I still probably Brewers have heart, dude. Come on, don't throw me under the bus <laughs> like that. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's tough when the Brewers are obviously rebuilding and going to lose hundred games this year too. You know be that hyped about him but you know always always hold them near and dear to the heart but um you know, you know, big poppy, and then you know, going into the good, the bright spots of baseball. You don't want to just, you know, be a Debbie Downer. There are so many good young stars in the game right now. They were missing that for years. I mean, there's Bryce Harper's younger than I am. He's the man. He's younger than I am, and he hit his hundredth home run today on a grand slam that broke the scoreboard. Like, who does that? He's a he's and he a wore beast. that hat the other day, where it's just like make baseball fun yeah, again. He's <laughs> he's, a, he's amazing. He's a clown. He plays the game with passion. When well, they got Trout, Trout. Trout is 24, Chris Bryant's 24. But isn't Trout more of like the classic kind of type whereas well, Harper he's, yeah, he's, he's definitely more yeah. traditional yeah I would yeah. say that's a perfect you know counterpoint of Bryce Harper is what like you know the our generation coming up social media he's a millennial he's he's, he's, yeah. he's, he's flashy he's a millennial right, right. where Mike Trout is a five tool I always say the right thing I'm an insanely good baseball player and all the writers are gonna love me whereas you know Bryce Harper comes out clown question bro like yeah, yeah. you know yeah he, but people love that nowadays it sells media loves it and on top of that he's a freak of a baseball player so because you're showing personality too. It's like which you should have fun with the game. You know, I mean, not that Trout doesn't have fun. He gets into it. He makes crazy defense. Right. right. Well, that's, so
1: that's like I guess that's like another thing in that I that I've noticed is it seems like you know whether it's reducing the season or how you behave in interviews or how you behave on the on the field. It, it really is this battle between, like, traditionalists and, like, modern era. 100%. And, and I can see Major League Baseball obviously having uh, a conflict of, do we cater to, like, our tradition or do we try and sell tickets to young people? Because then you have things even like the bat flips, right? Like, some dude jacks home run to win a game and he gets pumped. And, like, if he doesn't, Yo, b- if he doesn't behave, like, perfectly, Artista. if he doesn't behave perfectly, then it's, like, he's either getting thrown at or people are, like, talking shit about him or Old players come out of the woodwork. Yeah, yeah exactly. And it's, like, I, I don't know. I mean, I always kind of felt, like, I've always been on the side of that, like, if you don't want me flipping my bat when I hit a home run, like. The Cam Newton side of things. Don't. Don't let me do it. Don't fucking let me do it. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I mean. So I don't know. Like, what do you think about like that type? Of, I mean, that that's the
3: that's the battle. It's going to be the battle, and it's you know I don't know when it's going to end. It might not ever end because baseball is such an old school traditionalist sport. But I think it's just going to slowly. I mean, it, it like it's. It's all the. It's not just these guys, but it's a lot of the Latin players. They they don't care about. They care, but they don't. They don't come from the history of mm-hmm. you know Babe Ruth and all the old sure. you know thirties, twenties, thirties, forties guys. You know they come in and they have always played the game since they've been little. Since they've always had fun, and so yeah, yeah when they jack a homer, they're gonna flip their bat and they're gonna. Jaw at the pitcher, you know, and yeah. uh, sure, there's a line that you can cross, but I think you know, like Batista in the playoffs, those are one of the most epic bat I've ever seen. But I loved it. It was a huge home run to yeah. advance in the playoffs. Yeah. And uh, sure, he maybe watched it a little too long. Maybe he said a few oh, things, God. but who cares? He jacked a homer to win the game, basically, off after like a bunch of like crazy stuff happened. Like it but was see, a huge play. And
1: if you but if and then if you compare that to a sport like the NBA, where like basically every shot that every player ever hits, they're like Throwing, i'm dancing they're throwing, baby like, they're three give me the, the goggles. Three-point goggles up in the air they're fucking you know shimmying down court like it's just so it's i don't know it's you, i mean you can't really have it both ways and but you can't stop it you know i yeah. mean you can't
3: sure you can make rules but then it's just people are going to push back and i think i think it's it needs a little bit of that infused in the game and it fires people up you know yeah. like remember i don't know if you remember carlos gomez that one time like Flipped his bat, you know, was talking shit around the bases, and the catcher blocked him from touching home plate, and was like, "You get that shit out of here!" Yeah, like chesting him up basically, and it caused almost a brawl. And that's kind of thing. Like, if baseball is boring, that's the kind of thing that makes people say, "Oh, I'll watch this highlight." You know,
2: I don't know if I want to fight Carlos. No, he's a little
3: crazy, but.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think he's like top five players in
2: MLB. Brian McCain
3: is a scary dude as well, though. <laughs> really?
1: Wait, Carlos Gomez is top five players you wouldn't want to fight in yes! all of baseball. All in all of baseball, back alley team, dude.
3: Oh well, I guess it depends. Dude.
2: <laughs> this is the, where, where's this We're fight happening? A rabbit hole here. This, we can't do that.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say if this fight, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we that, should that, we should talk about it. I was, what I was gonna say. Is this fight happening like in a ring, like in front of? I'm still taking
2: 80, calls 80,000 people, or is it like happening He's, in a dark he alley? He looks strong as hell, too. Would you
3: rather fight him or Bryce Harper? Bryce Harper's crazy. He'll like rip your head I off. think, I don't want to fight either <laughs> of them.
2: They could fight each other. I don't care, but I'm not fighting them. I'm
3: walking into a losing
1: battle with any of those guys. <laughs> yeah, for real.
2: <laughs> All right, you want to move on to, I actually want to hear some of... Uh, I guess the insights that Belcher has working for some, yeah, I guess,
1: yeah, I guess that's, yeah, that's a good set. Because I,
2: I don't know life, you know, working for a pro, a professional. Well, no, I think, I
1: think you and I, Corey, both know what it's like to work in like an office setting. Which, obviously, there is an office, you know, where the Giants employees work. (laughs) But it's obviously like the product you're selling, the, you know, the things that you're getting excited about. Obviously, a lot different than maybe your typical average American. So maybe, I don't know if
3: you want to yeah, just kind mean, of dive into what that do you, What bit. do you guys think it's like? I mean, what's your outside... Well, what's I mean, I work, of- I work well, for I, the... I, athle- it probably, probably depends. Well, go ahead.
2: I work for the UW Athletic Department in college, and it was sweet because we get insights to work with all the athletic directors, all the associate athletic directors, what they do because they manage different sports teams. Like, one associate athletic director had, like, men's golf, and one had, like, you know, women's tennis and stuff like that. So it's cool kind of seeing them interact with the different coaches and stuff like that. But obviously, it's a college, and this is... A whole di- another level that's, you know, for profit paying people millions of dollars,
3: so I have no idea. Winning rings and popping bottles. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. yeah. that's what I do. No, I mean, the reason why I asked you guys is because, you know, I get a lot of, like, oh, your job must be so amazing, 24 7, cool, like, talking to the players, going out with them. It's like, I wish, number one. (laughs) Number two, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm completely, I'm so lucky, number one, be doing, like, what I love, and it's my passion, which is why I do it, and I'm, like, why I work so hard to get into the sports industry, but, you know, number two, I mean, there's a lot of people that Want to do what I do? You know it's very competitive, um, but it's it's definitely. I'm a boss. No, no I just mean like it's. <laughs> I'm the man. I'm at the mountaintop. No, no. Only room for a couple no, of us up all. here, baby. <laughs> no, but I mean it's it's it definitely has its perks. You know, there's a lot of cool stuff. You know, a lot of behind the scenes, as you mentioned, and you see the inner workings. You know, you watch SportsCenter. Center. You watch sports every day of all four major sports leagues, and I get you know you get to see the little. Like the behind the scenes stuff, how the little things work, how, you know, deals are done, you know, where the payroll comes from. And so stuff like that is really cool. And, you know, the perks of tickets and, you know, being able to go down in the field. You're welcome, Corey, May 20th. Um, you know, stuff like that, which is, that makes my job amazing. And that's the kind of stuff where I try to, you know, get tickets from my friends and let them experience, you know, the, the cool stuff that I get to come along with the job. But at the end of the day, um, you know, I'm not selling printers or, you know, paper or anything. <laughs> you know? I'm selling something I love. I'm selling something that's exciting. You know, Giants baseball, I'm selling, Hey, we just signed three big free agents. Hey, we've won three world series in the last six years. So I'm selling something like you said that it's exciting and cool but it's still a job. We have an office, we have a break room. Yeah. <laughs> we have, you know, we have everything that you would expect. It's it's the same idea but you know it's definitely, you know, there's days where it's a little more like Hustle and bustle, you know the phones are ringing, people are on the phone. We try to do, you know, a little more fun, laid back stuff because, you know, at the end of the day, we're working for a sports team, and I think people lose that at sometimes. Um, and you know, the good bosses, the ones that bring it back to like, hey, we're 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 working for the Giants. We're selling uh, a team that you know puts a great product on the field and has a great stadium, um, and you know, you just can't forget that. When you're
1: selling, like, it's a, in some ways like you're selling tickets to games but you're really selling like experiences is... is Look at that motto right there.
2: Right? Okay. I mean, Woo, you should be the man. sales manager out here. Dude, <laughs> where's this marketing? You're talking about marketing. I mean, Look it's, at it's this. No, truth, but it, it sounds
3: right? corny. I mean, it's the truth, but I mean, it, it, like, you know, at first I was just kind of, you know, putting it, putting my head down, working hard. But now that I've kind of been, this is my third season, like I can kind of, when I go work a game and I see these people that are, you know, it's a corporate event or it's a birthday party up in a luxury suite, you know, like that's them having a blast and they're yeah. so appreciative of it. And, you know, for me, it's just, oh, I'm doing my job. But at the end of the day, like it may seem nothing to me because I do it day in, day out, mm-hmm, but exactly. they may talk about it for the next two months and tell all their friends yeah. how much fun they have. Well, yeah, because for them, it's like
1: great. maybe most people probably do that once a year, like going to like some sweet, Doing the whole like
3: Or like a fiftieth birthday they do it once in a while That's what I'm saying. But, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. But it, like something where you're renting something out, you're 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 experiencing a game, you're doing the whole kind of like doing it big, if you will. And like for you, like you said, like you see it kind of every day. But yeah. for that for each specific group that's doing it, that's kind of like yeah. I mean a you, huge can't, thing you can't you can't lose
3: sight of that, you know, because if, for me it's you know, plugging in each day, you know punching in, punching out, selling the same things but for different games. Mm-hmm. But you can't lose sight. Like, to them, this is a big deal. They're spending yeah. the money – they're bringing out you know clients, important clients, or family members just as important. So you know you want to deliver the best product, and the Giants you know really pride themselves on being, which they are, one of the best organizations in baseball, top to bottom, from the sales staff to you know HR to baseball ops, which you know they have built some amazing teams. So um, you know it's 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 pretty cool, and you know the perks there are there are the flashy perks too. You know the getting the World Series right? the World Series, Series rings, that, but getting flown <laughs> on a private charter and you know drinking well, champagne. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna get into oh, the We're getting into into that later because I want to hear time.
2: I've heard it, but I think people want to hear that story too. But I do kind of have another question for you. I think it's probably something really cool that I guess I would be interested if I was in your position, like being the nerd that I am in terms of which corporations and, you know, big companies that you work with out here. Obviously, we're in the Bay Area. There are a lot of high-value companies. So in terms of networking and building contacts too, the people that you're you know, selling these sweets to and stuff like that, that's got to be kind
3: of cool. Coming into the job, you know, as an entry-level salesman, fresh out of Madison, you know, leaving the KK two days earlier. I, <laughs> what is the KK? Uh, it's a uh, the college that's, club. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, well, coming into it, I had no clue to expect that side of things. That's an amazing point, Corey. You know, like I never knew the contacts I'd make, you know, as a 23-year-old or 24-year-old selling stuff like who who cares who I am, you know, but now I can, you know, go up to Napa and, you know, I have contacts from you know you just kind of like the industry trip. You hooked
2: us up with con- t- contacts at Napa trip and last, I got you know one? golf courses I can play around the
3: golf. You know stuff like that where you know I'm doing them you know a service and making sure their event is you know top of the line and it impresses their customers and then they are happy to return the favor. So um, you know you have to obviously be on level playing fields there, but it's it's very cool and um, that's definitely another perk of the job. But it's also you know you got to work those contacts.
2: Right. Exactly. Um, keep them coming back.
3: Exactly. Exactly. No, but that's, you know, that's something I never knew. And, um, you know, just working with the different corporations, so lucky to be in the Bay area, you know, the hub of the tech industry, Silicon Valley, where people, number one, have lots of money. Number two, they (laughs) they value something that, you know, benefits them. They're not just going to buy something because they have the money they want it to. Oh, they might, they might, but they want it to be a benefit. So, you know, it's the business side of things I get to learn a lot about of, you know, why is LinkedIn doing this? Why is Salesforce doing this?
1: Yeah, I think and I think a lot of these companies too just to touch on that quick is they you know, yeah, they have money and yeah, they're they're trying to you know, maybe they're buying things cuz they have the money, but I think a lot of these companies too, especially in the competitive landscape that is the Bay Area job market is like these companies like a LinkedIn or a Facebook or whoever is going to want to show their employees like, "Hey, if you work for us, this is a great experience." And that kind of ties back to what I was saying before of like let's get a suite at a giants game let's you know bring the whole team out for like a a party or like a gathering and and yeah so that's
3: it's good i mean it's definitely different than working for you know in tampa for the rays and you know that you sh- I mean, sh- still working for a pro baseball team. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, why are you? Why are you? I'm just are saying? saying the market, the right market, now. the market. There, they they can't fill their stadium besides Las Vegas games. Man Seth. You know, whereas the Giants, you know, you have the fans number one, but you also have the the industry around you to you know fill the ballpark and host corporate events. And
1: All right, I got a, I got one more tough question for you before we move on. To the fun stuff. To the fun well, stuff. Well, so you're not having fun? to some extent. You know, you, you touch on. We live in the Bay Area. There's a lot of money. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of a lot of people. There's a lot of buzz. The Giants have been incredible for the last, well, really since 2010. I mean, it's been a, basically like a a dynasty almost. So I guess what I'm asking is, what happens if what happens if the Giants somehow turn into like the Brewers or even like or even like the Red Sox recently, where they haven't really. I mean, you have a historic team. Traditionally successful team doesn't have, you know, has money, but just hasn't put it together on the field. Like, do you how do you think that impacts, I guess, not necessarily like your job specifically, but just like in general? Because obviously, it's. I guess what I'm saying is it's easy for fans to want to go to a game when the team's doing well. And especially in the Bay Area, there's there's a theme amongst Bay Area fans where they (laughs) like to go to games where the team's doing well. What are you trying to say? Warriors. just lost 30 subscribers. Warriors. Niners a few years ago we're just lost Niners. 50 Niners subscribers. Like, we're, exactly. we're all the Niner fans at now anyways I'm just kidding I'll edit that out um 60 subscribers no um <laughs> no but, but that's what I'm but that's what I'm asking is I like, guess how like what is your thoughts on 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 what would happen I mean because I think there are a lot I mean don't get me wrong there's a lot of great fans in the Bay Area a lot of dedicated fans but what would happen if they shit the
2: best?
3: That's, that's, thank you, Corey. That's what he was getting to. I mean, Boom. you guys have had great questions. Number one, you must have come prepared. Um, we didn't have
2: the typed up note sheet that you oh, had. Did you just
3: throw me, it's not <laughs> stop throwing me under the bus. We're not
2: dressed uh, as nice as
3: you either. I know, and I came with the, with the Bo Ryan tie. No, I mean, that's a really good question. And I think that's in the back of everyone in management at the Giants. In the back of their head is what happens when this train falls off the track. And obviously, you just hope it doesn't. Um, but you know hopefully at one point in my career I'll run into that and it'll be a great challenge to try to you know write the ship but um you know I think what the around the industry you know it doesn't have to be baseball any major four sports is you kind of can ride the goodwill of what you've built for a year or two but that's when the shit hits the fan is when that wears off and you have a Tuesday night game in April against the Brewers and there's 20,000 fans instead of 42,000 and you're struggling to sell tickets so I think you have to get creative you know you have to I don't know if it's promotions or giveaways, which is every team's go to. But, um, and then I think, you know, there's teams like the Astros who, were terrible for so many years and i think they looked now they, got, of they to, got a ton of good young guys to, now instead of trying to say hey oh, let's make a jj watt bobblehead and get maybe an extra two thousand fans sure. i think they looked in the mirror and said why don't we start from our farm system tear this shit down and start getting some real baseball players out here and then yep. they made the playoffs last year after losing 100 games yeah. two years before so i think that's what a lot of teams now see that blueprint and they say it doesn't matter what we do in marketing off the field it's If you don't put a good fucking team on the field, who wants to come watch it? Sure, they'll come out for opening day. Sure, they'll come out when the Yankees are there, when the Red Sox are there. But after that, there's 158 more games. What the hell are you going to do? Right. So, I mean, that's a really good question, and uh, I hope I don't ever have to figure out the answer to it (laughs) in my career. But at the same time, you know, it's it's the matter, it's the beast of the nature of the beast. Is yeah. There you go. (laughs) I just
2: think one thing the Giants, I guess, have going for them is they have a really nice ballpark.
0: They have yes. a really
2: insanely beautiful setting in the background. There's good food. There's, I mean,
3: don't don't yeah, get me but,
2: fired. But it's like an event, right? If I mean, I would like people go on a date. Well, to no, that's a what game we we're saying. It's
1: like it, it's an experience. It's not just like a yeah. Ball that I think
2: they just have that going for them that other teams don't have that benefit. In terms of selling seats, you know? So, even if you're not a fan, I think they're still going to sell seats at a higher rate than most teams
3: would. And that point is perfect. I mean, go along with your Cubs, even when I was working there and they were losing a ton of games, um, you know, every weekend that place is packed. That's another experience. Because it's the summer in Chicago. It has the history there. It's beautiful out. You know, it's, it's 85 degrees in August on a Saturday, like, and Wrigley field sold out because it's Wrigley field. Oh yes. Yeah. So, and then the number two, I think kind of that would help the giants. Let's say if they were in this situation, is that what Corey just said, But also, I mean, they've had fans that have been diehards and season ticket rollers since the Willie Mays days. Mm -hmm. So they have people that have been there through Candlestick, you know, we have people that have been season ticklers since like 1963 when they moved from New York. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. and they remember Willie, they remember, mm-hmm. you know, all those guys, Juan Marichal. Like, so, I mean, they have a, a set fan base of diehards that I think can power them through a time like that. But, um, you know, I think that's a really good point because it happens to most, almost every team in every single sport. When I guess,
1: yeah, the last thing, I guess the last thing I was going to say just about that was, um, I think that's why, and it kind of ties into what we were saying initially about, uh, just getting younger people into it is, if you can get young people into it, and you can you can make it more of like an experience, and develop fans out of people that you're you're selling these games to, versus just like, oh, you're going to a game because it's something to do. I think that's really how you are be able to ride out some yeah. and any any potential tough times. Is if you get a fan base. I mean, I mean, we're all Green Bay Packer fans. You know, the Packers historically have been very good in our lifetime. You know, luckily for us, but there have been some down years and. I just remember in those down years, like nobody flinched. Everybody was just like, all right, well this sucks, but like whatever. And I think the key to that isn't just like, I mean, yeah, the key to it is like, have you had success? Yes. Okay. That's great. But I mean, the other key to it is like just getting people to be fans because fans are the people that stick around when shit does hit the fan. Mm -hmm. And if you can develop those types of people, when times are good, which is probably the easiest time to develop yeah, those it, types it of people, is, yeah. then, then says, when yeah. things kind of dip off, it's like people, like you said, people have that goodwill of like, well, I remember how exciting it was when we won the World Series it, three times it, in it, five years. You have those moments
2: that people can recall when times go and bad.
3: And in the, in our industry, we call you know spring training and leading up to opening day is the best time of year because no matter... Well, how bad of a team you have, you're hopeful. You haven't played a game. Oh, yet. Yeah. You're 0 and 0. You can win the World yeah. Series. So mm-hmm. as it's selling it, you know you have to you have to drive that hope. And Absolutely. like you said, you get those fans. Even if you were terrible the year before, you come in the next year. We're gonna win. You know, Packers are gonna win the Super Bowl. Giants are going to win 100 games. You know, you got to have that faith as a fan. So, and that's, you know, one thing you kind of hit on it in a smaller scheme is the, the big picture is MLB, you know, they know they need to capture those fans that are younger. Mm-hmm. They need to capture the fans and get them off their phone. Mm-hmm. Or what they're actually doing is or get them get while them on they're on their, their, phone. their phone. Yeah. Exactly. You get MLB TV on your phone, you got the MLB ballpark app. So they're doing all this stuff to try to catch up to, like, what the NFL has and what all these other sports are doing to capture the younger crowd. And, it, you know, it's better than nothing, um, but they're taking baby steps, you know. So it, it's better than nothing, and they're slowly but surely, um, you know, growing that fan base of the millennials. So so that's, that's
2: really good insight, um, but I want to get into – some fun stuff.
3: Let me let me drink a little more
2: wine. Then Take a sip, there story you go. time. Take a Fino. sip. You know,
3: this
1: is this is going to be story time. Grape juice. Story time aka don't get belcher fire time.
3: Yes. Yes. Number 1, yes. I don't please.
2: care I don't care which team the story's from, Pirates, Cubs, Giants, start wherever you want, maybe start from the beginning. So don't start wherever you want. Because <laughs> we know where that is. <laughs> Um, all right, no, I think... Just, I, just give me some fun I gotta, stuff, I gotta, if you have I gotta, a couple at the top of your head. two
3: Cubs stories. I mean, th- I had to do a little bit for you, Corey. Well, it's fine. You can't get fired from the Cubs. This no, is you'll good. appreciate this that. And then I got one, you know, got to get a World Series story. Okay. It was yep, yep, the yep. craziest time. So, let's start off. This is just a short one. You know, definitely podcast-friendly story. Um, not going to name any names because hey, I don't want to get fired. We're explicit. We're but, explicit. So, when I, when I worked with the Cubs, uh, one of my last weeks there, we went over to a bar uh, that we had a little sponsorship party after. I'm um, hosting some clients, and some of the players came over. And the bullpen catcher for the Cubs came over. Young guy, good looking, really nice guy. I'd, I met him a few times, you know, in passing. And but more
1: importantly, good looking.
3: Yes, and more importantly, so <laughs> we started chatting. Me, him, and my boss at the time, and he started telling stories because we were drinking. And it was Saturday. It was Friday night in Chicago in the summer, and he starts talking about this one time they went to San Diego on a road trip, and they were at a nightclub after a game and apparently you know you know we all know major sports we hear the stories there's groupies on the road you know they all you know if they're married or not who knows everyone has different girls in different cities right and a player who will not be named (laughs) dem house (laughs) a player who will not be named um had spent some time in this city and so the bullpen catcher was out on the dance floor beautiful girl drinking talking went out to the dance floor started dancing you know Grooving a little bit, grinding. Grooving. He said he was having a great time. And then he feels a grip on his shoulder, a really tight grip from a very strong human. And he turns around and it is uh, a, a player on the team. Yeah. And he says, Bro, what are you doing? And the guy's like, uh, Just dancing with this chick. And he's like, No, nah, that's my chick. And he's like, What are you talking about, man? <laughs> like, you never said anything. She never said anything. He's like, No, nah, man, that's my San Diego. <laughs> And he got mad at the bullpen catcher for grinding with this girl, who's <laughs> oh, his San, Diego, San Diego, girl. <laughs> Diego girl. And he said that he just walked away and didn't even didn't want to cause any problems. But I thought that was a pretty pretty funny and, story. And he wasn't on the team. And the moral I of the say. story is always say you're the bullpen catcher if you're if someone asks if you play professional sports. That's amazing. Wow. Like they have a great life. They catch in the bullpen. They make hundred k plus, and they get to be a part it, of the team. It's kind of
1: like the equivalent of. Um, I guess like maybe like a well maybe like a backup quarterback for for like a oh, it's, yeah for like a sturdy sure. starter you know Not like, as much like Brett glory, but... like Brett Favre's backup quarterback basically yeah. right like
3: yeah bank yeah. like so hundreds. I had a lot of, of good backups Brunel
1: oh yeah they be they became stars I have, Hassleback.
2: Like an, I have like an equivalent story so my friend Mike Fossick and I <laughs> <laughs> like Fossick story shout talk? out to Mike Fossick. Shout big out big, shout big out to Mike supporter Fossick. of the
1: Boardman's podcast thank you
2: thank you Mike we were out in. Pasadena for one of the Rose Bowls, and from working in the athletic office, we got these nice, like, official, like, Wisconsin football jackets, so we're at this random bar, and this girl comes up, to us, was like, you on the football team? I don't know if you've, like, seen me. I'm, i am like, 5'10". I don't you know. You the guns. You're pretty dude. big,
1: though. Or I got a jacket on. Yeah, yeah you're pretty jacket jacked, though. There. Like, you could play. You could, you could.
2: But we're standing there, and we got asked if we played for the football team, and it, we said yes. Of course you said yes. You, <laughs> you have to say yes. Are you kidding me? We did. So I mean, this is like a hundred
3: percent similar to pro pro sports. It was just a little white lie, you know. Yeah, I mean, so I just thought that was a funny story. Now, now I got a you know second Cubs story. I thought this is one of the coolest. Just as a baseball nerd myself, I've always loved baseball. Okay, um, Cal Ripken Jr. Everyone knows who he is. One of the greatest shortstops, I Mr. Mean, yeah. Iron Man himself. Um, so in the Cubs. The Wrigley Field is old as shit. Mm -hmm. They're renovating it over the last couple of years. It's getting nicer mm -hmm. and nicer. It's going to be insanely nice in like two years. But when I worked there, it hadn't started any renovation. They were still in the plans of getting approvals. Um, And the visitor's locker room was probably worse than your high school basketball locker room. It is the size of a closet. The lockers are... Shoulder width apart from each other. Like, I can't even imagine a, ba- a major league team being in there. Mm-hmm. There's like <laughs> picnic tables and fold up chairs in the middle. It is, I mean, even the home <laughs> locker room is terrible. They just redid it now, so I guess it's yeah. very yeah. nice right now. But so. I guess the
2: only thing that could be worse is if. Both teams use the same locker room. They switch. Yes, exactly.
3: <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I mean, but you think about the history, you know, the bears used to play there every single, oh, yeah. you know, all these old baseball teams with all these stars used to play in there. And, but walking into it, you almost laugh how shitty it is. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. like one urinal and one stall for a 30, you know, 26 a man a roster. Just a trough. Everybody's just like missing in, so in the same place. Yeah. The guy who runs the tour department in the Cubs is this old guy, been there forever. And, you know, he told the story where, the Orioles were visiting the Cubs um you know playing playing on the road and they just had called up some September rookies and I can't remember who the rookie was. It was a guy who went on to have a pretty good career, but at the time, he was a hot shot prospect. Mm-hmm. You know, thought he was the shit. And Cal Ripken was like a vet on the team, nearing the end of his career. And he walks in, and he there's a bunch of guys in there, and he walks in, he drops his bag, and he's like, "Man, what the? This is a piece of shit locker room. Like, what is this place? Like, I thought this was Wrigley Field. Like, you know, basically just bitching about how crappy it was. Mm-hmm. And Cal Ripken grabs him, and he sits him down at this little shitty picnic table with a fold up chair, and he goes hands him a pen and a piece of paper and he says, write down the 10 best baseball players of all time in your mind. So the guy sits there and the rookie's like, what the hell? And then Mm -hmm. Cal's like, just do it. And you know, Cal Ripken tells you to do something, you do it. So he's sitting there, he's thinking, you know, Babe Ruth, whatever, Ted Ted Williams. He writes down 10 names and he goes, all right, Cal, I'm done. Cal walks over and he, Every single goes. Every single one of these fucking guys has been in this locker room. Yeah. So you shut up and just like appreciate that. Yeah. And the kid never said a word the rest yeah. of the time in the locker. That's room. great. So that's just one of that's those. Where it's like, that's great. You really yeah. got to step back and think, like, damn, like Wrigley has so much history. So, so I mean, that was. I thought that was just a cool, you know, baseball theme story. So mm-hmm, that was great. Yeah. Uh, you know, the last one. You know, we'll keep it short here. I know I've been. Tra- is it the World, <laughs> the World Series one? Series. Hey! Yes. Don't
0: get fired! Don't, Don't get
1: fired! fired. Uh, this, I
3: mean, this is everyone kind of lets loose, you know, in the organization. I mean, one of the. Best days short of Game 7 was when we clinched against the Cardinals on the walk-off homer. I saw Mm -hmm. people I never thought even drank taking shots of fireball in the office. (laughs) It was amazing. Um, So they flew... They flew us out, private charter, you know, waking up. This is like Christmas morning. To Kansas City. To Kansas City for both game one and and game six and seven in the World Series. Okay. We didn't think it was going to go six and seven, obviously, but it did. So we flew out, you know, game one. God, what a good series, Excitement. You get on a plane, they have Giants themed menus, you got a badge, you pull up on the tarmac right to the. the Like you're feeling like a player. You're like a baller. Yeah. Yeah. So you get out, you know, we brought all these mini bottles on, they have champagne waiting for us. So, you know, we turn up a little bit on the way there. (laughs) So nervous, excitement. Game one. They win game one, Baumgartner dominates. Mm-hmm. So we we throw a nice little hotel party that night. You know, that was fun. The series goes on. We come back for game six with a chance to win it. We're so hyped on the plane on the way there. They get their ass whooped ten to one in game six. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We left early, actually a little bit, win partied it. Oh, Oh Kansas City Power and Light, shout out Kansas City, legit. Wait, what spot. is it? Kansas City Power what? and Light District. It's like the little they call square, and it's like one of those like uh, Fox Sports Live things. So mm-hmm. everybody in Kansas City. Is- so oh, we walked in in full Giants gear, and there is Royals fans fucking everywhere, and, and the, just that's what the whole city is. Did not get any fights? Is. They gave us some shit, but they were actually it's Midwest. You know these. Oh yeah, these Midwest. Are nice fans but, are. Um, you know, they definitely shit. gave yeah. us some shit. We had a great time. After a while, they they warmed up to us. So we come out Game Seven and. You know, it's my first year there. I just want to win a World Series. I just want to see the Giants win. It's been a long season. I want a ring, of course. Get that ring. get that bling bling. Get that ring. Uh, I'm so nervous as hell. Waking up hungover. Don't even do. Get your team rings. What you say? Get your team I rings. No, dude. So we give yeah, us a ring. Me and Seth. You guys want rings? All right. Well, if we win, wait this next year, time. Hey, we're part of the team rings. now. We're yeah, yeah. we're family yeah. rings. Yeah, we you got a really rings. big team. So we you know we go to the game. Even year, baby. Remember <laughs> it? It was intense. It was.
1: Oh, that game was insane. It was insane.
3: It was a close game. Like, 2-1. Bumgarner. Bumgarner just fucking beasted. My my buddy flew in from Chicago just to go to the game with his dad. Not even a fan of either team. He... Texted me in the third inning and said, "I feel like I'm at a college football game right now because it was so loud. It oh was yeah, like, go Giants chance versus go Royals chance. It was crazy. Like we tried to be as loud as we could. We had our little baby pocket of a section, um, and then Bumgardner. I will tell you one of the coolest sports moments I've seen. A lot of good Badger moments, a lot of good Packer moments. When Gardner walked out of the bullpen to go to the mound, the whole stadium you could hear a pin drop. Dude, he went. they were like, oh shit. Dude, he became sitting there like, let's go.
1: He became like oh, legendary." The team on his, he, back. he went legend Bad status down. right so there. So he
3: walked out, and they were so hyped <laughs> leading up to that point. You could hear a needle drop, a pin drop, and it was the coolest thing I've ever seen. He comes out, he dominates. Yeah, we win just after crushes. the almost blowing. Oh my oh God. Yeah. my oh heart my sank, God. sank to my ankles at that point.
1: The almost uh, inside the park yeah. home run that could like, like I mean have been an inside the park home run. Send him like on any. been gunned out Crawford when it gone. You Well, they did. They did. They did do a thing later that was showing like if he would have went like
3: he probably Crawford's gold glove, but it was just like anyway. So then then the next pitch you know pop up so we we go ham you know go crazy we get down behind the dugout enjoy it they give us this little area in the club level to go celebrate Knights of the royals great organization they shout out to their bartenders after let serve us free beer and stuff and guess who walks into our after party Number one, I'll give you the second big asked yes, who's the better one. Number one, Marlon's guy, who was behind Oh, yeah. oh yes. Fucking Marlon's guy. <laughs> Did he have his visor? <laughs> yeah. With, With orange Marlins orange, gear. all orange,
1: everything. Like,
3: Why the fuck is this dude wearing orange. So he lasted about 10 minutes in the party, and then someone in HR, classic HR, kicked him out, which was fine. He wasn't a Giants fan. But then he was the wearing cool an orange guy that was at the after party... Tell me when to go, E-40. E-40? What? Was sitting, he was sitting by cool. at home plate. Yes. And then he went up to our after party. And then to cap it all off, song. great guy, great long time MLB vet. Yeah. Instead of, you know, they're all celebrating in the clubhouse. We wish you could be down there. He had the wherewithal to bring the trophy up the sec the lower box section of royal stadium into our little area so we could all see the trophy and, touch oh, it. That's sweet. and he was drenched in champagne he had his goggles on his head so i mean that was like first of all great move by him oh yeah so the front office appreciated, like that thinking like of like of the whole team
1: we'll exactly. think of the whole team so we all get yeah. to
3: touch it i have a bunch of photos and then you know he took it back down obviously and we kept partying we get on the bus straight to the airport 2 a.m onto the charter plane here's the cap it off i'll cut the story short Walk onto the plane. Everyone is so happy, so excited. I turned the corner. I went on the back of the plane near the tail of it, up like yeah. a little ramp. I turned the corner, and my buddy who is just shotgunning a beer in the aisle <laughs> and he punctures it too hard. You know how the, the aisle's like domed? sprayed yeah. the whole ceiling with beer. And the flight attendant walks up and goes, no worries, hands him another Coors Light. <laughs> it was, it was literally like soul, was it was like soul Plane. It right was like Soul Plane. It was unlimited oh champagne, God. unlimited Coors Light. Everyone God, else fell asleep. Amazing. Like 10 of us. And then us, Snoop Dogg yeah, walked 10 down. of us just stayed up the whole flight. I didn't, I didn't yeah. go to sleep. Um, and then, yeah, April, we got our rings. That capped it all off and it was it was a hell of a run. I've worn the ring. It's
1: baller. I don't know how. I don't know how to. It's
3: baller. I don't know how to tell a story that would ever beat that. So I think that's, <laughs> no. Do you? Want and to in my like, first year, that's why I feel like I'm all downhill from here. I hope I win another one. At you somewhere. just got to keep
1: winning them every other year. Yeah, with that attitude, you're done. You got to keep winning them every other year because then you'll have like the one year of disappointment
3: to rest. So that I, when, I so rest. that when you
1: win it again, like the highs will be as high as the lows are low. So you
3: like half the organization was sick and exhausted and decrepit after until that month until
1: fighting. like. Three weeks ago, and now you guys have finally recovered.
2: You know what I want to do right now? Well, those are great stories. Do you I know what know time it is right now? No, no, I want to do something. Before okay, that. I'm excited. For okay. What's just just real come. quick, like two seconds. I want to get you on this podcast again mid season. Oh no,
1: this is our official Boardman's podcast, MLB Insider. This is not his last. Podcast. I hope I'm welcome. That's back. what I'm saying. So what I want Let right now,
2: speak, we're about nine or ten games in the season. Who's your World Series matchup right now? Good question. And then we're going to regroup. Good question. Okay. Next time we do this. We'll do it every time. We'll I'll let you change you, your pick you every little, time. I'll
3: give you a little extra salt in there. So I think in, out of the American League, wow, this is this is tough putting me on the spot. Just
2: right now. Just 10 games in, you know? We have a good sample size, right? We're about 581st through season. We have the season. nowhere near a reduced. reduced. I just reduced that fraction. Well, we only accurately. have a good sample
1: size if you're the Minnesota Twins because you're 0-9. <laughs> okay,
2: so you're not. Oh, you want to look at the standing?
3: I'm taking a peek at the AL right now. Sure. Yeah. Go ahead. Damn Baltimore. Yeah, AL East is tough. You know, I, I I do think the Red Sox can do it, and the Blue Jays have an insane offense. Okay, um, which one you, I, I, okay. I'm gonna go with Toronto. They're gonna ride Strowman coming back.
2: And who you got from the NL?
3: The NL. It's gonna be it's gonna be tough to beat the Cubs, man. Their offense is insanely loaded. But I'm gonna go with the Giants, baby. <laughs> there I gotta stay is. true so to the J-J's. homers. Jays. So Giants I think Jays. Giants, Jays, I would love to go to T dot on a private jet. They yeah. have, oh, that's uh, why you picked Toronto. because They, they you have, have go there well-known jet. gentlemanly establishments hey, there. Hey, and, let me ask you this. Uh, Drake is a resident of that two area. Questions. If you go to Toronto,
1: what are the odds that you can get the Boardman's podcast team <laughs> on that private jet? And what are the, that's a great And one. what are the odds I'll that we can you do? I'll cut you a deal. You what guys get your own
3: flights we- there. I'll get you tickets, and you can party with And them. we can hang with Drake. Uh, I'll work on that. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you got? Six, God. Seth.
1: Uh, I didn't know I was like going
2: to do this. We're going to um, have to no, bring I, this you're back. You're going
3: to do it. I, we're, gonna each, we're all going to make predictions.
2: We're so good at our NCAA predictions that we're going to do this. All right. Um,
3: <laughs> Corey's the worst NCAA predictor ever. It was a bad year. All right.
1: So I'm actually, Corey, I'll do you a favor just so you don't have to do it.
3: I'll, I'm going to say the Cubs are going
1: to make it from the NL okay. just because I know how good they are. And the last couple of years, people have been like, this is the Cubs year. And this isn't the first time in my life that I've heard people say, this is the Cubs year. <laughs> <laughs> But, so, why are you um, picking them? Um, because I actually sort of feel like it is they're, finally they're here. <laughs> they, they're, so they're, far they're, nine they're games insane. They have a plus 43 run. They're effort. insane. Like, they're just insane. Second best to that. So, they're plus
2: 43. Second best is the Cardinals, who are 20 runs fewer.
1: Um, and I think from the AL right now, I'm going to pick the Kansas City Royals.
2: Okay. So, just
1: because so, I think they still, I mean, outside of losing Quato, they still have a, a very. Solid team. They know very similar team. They win
3: every close game. They know when to timely hit. Yeah, that's, the, well, that's what I'm saying.
1: And they and they have guys that I mean. Well, no. The, and the thing about them too is like
3: that would be back to back to back World They're
1: League. a team. They're a team that is very difficult to strike out. And very true. So when you have a team like that, it's like they're even. You know, sure they have games where they're not doing that well, but overall mm-hmm. they're going to be a very tough out. I mean, you're gonna have to have like a Madison Bumgarner performance. Yeah, the AL them.
3: is the AL is very balanced. There's a lot of good teams that could it could go either way. In the NL, you know, there's some of the powerhouses are back: the Cubs, the Mets, the Giants, the Dodgers. So it's a mm-hmm. little more top-heavy in the NL. So national seven and one, good the AL. AL is so impossible to predict. Now the Bryce to Harper, wait, national. You,
2: you've been waiting for the real prediction, right here. So actually, Belcher stole mine because I wanted the Jays in from the AL. Just too much, too much offense there and Stroman for an entire and year. And you
3: dropped a Josh Donaldson repeat MVP prediction Josh on me Josh Donaldson,
1: yes, I did. Repeat
2: MVP. I'm surprised pack.
1: that teams actually pitch to him with left-handed pitchers. Like, they should just be like, we got a lefty going? No, scratch. Just throw like throw like three bullpen guys in there, righties. Like, why? Like, what's the <laughs> yeah, point? Though. And I'm going uh, Nats.
2: Nats. NL. Wow. Bryce, the Bryce's. I love Bryce Harper.
3: They're, they're I mean, solid top to bottom, too.
1: Yeah. So well, you heard it. You heard it here first. We all have.
3: So you have you have Cubs, I have Cubs and Royals. Royals. Yeah, I have Nats, Jays. You have Giants, Jays. All right, everyone, hit the sports book, throw the money down. We got winners. Give us a cut. We got winners. Yeah, just throw
1: it on all, 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 three of those. you If gambling is something, bound to hit. Bet on all. Bet on all the teams. You'll hit something. <laughs> so I think it, does that wrap
2: it up for baseball? It wraps up for
1: baseball, and I'm very happy and excited to say that it's mailbag time.
3: Mailbag time. I'm do we have, is this, this, this the we have time first time ever? for this right now? Yeah, we got time. Is this the first ever? Is this this first is the first ever Melbourne. Cut out some of my rambling, don't worry. You guys, you
1: guys just keep submitting
2: questions maybe at, towards the end of Guys, mm-hmm.
1: please submit questions. Podcast on a weekly basis. Maybe we'll answer a couple every time. Talking to you, Eric Maybe, maybe that will be it. our thing. Like we want you guys to be involved in what we're doing here. But we do have some questions right now. Um first one, you guys ready for this? This is going to be for all of us. We're all in on this. First one is from at Sticky Voodoo. At Sticky Voodoo. Which is my friend, Ben. Shout out, Ben. Shout out. Um, So he asks, he wants to know, for all the Game of Thrones Thrones fans out there, you guys watch Game of Thrones?
3: I got to say, I got to sit this one out. I've never Uh seen Game of Thrones. (laughs) All right. Oh, no.
1: Here comes the spoiler alert, Belcher. Sorry.
2: yeah, should we save this, or should we ignore this one for uh, No, just for spoiler alert. If you, if nah, you watch fine. Game of Thrones, just stop in for a second. It's
1: fine, because, oh yeah, well yeah, if you don't watch Game of Thrones, maybe just like, cut this out you for... Know, get, get your shit yeah, get together, your shit together and binge Game of Thrones now. It's All been right. a Belcher. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so, Ben asks, how many episodes will it take into the new season before we see Jon Snow brought back from the dead on Game of Thrones?
2: One. Like, the first episode? That's done. It's a bold bold statement, one. Done. So do you think he actually is dead? No, it's not going do, to be. Do you
1: think he actually is dead? or do you th-
2: No, I don't. I don't know. Don't know like, does like, he, I, do you think he dies and comes back to
1: life, or do you think he was never dead? Or do you think like he's they, dead and gone?
2: So they have that one chick with the, the... Okay, so this show is really confusing to me a lot of the time because there's so many freaking people. Oh, yeah. And I lose track of a lot of characters.
1: Well, I lose track of their names. I remember names, them, like, what yes. they look like.
2: Okay, so that's exactly what I'm saying. Because I'm about to say there's that chick with the red who
1: hair. Who always gets you know, naked. Who always
2: gets <laughs> naked. We like and that. And she's there M- to, like,
1: Melisandre. bring people.
2: Yeah, she can, like, bring people to life or something. Like, yeah. her god. She's got
1: the, yeah, the god of light.
2: So I think, obviously, or not obviously, I think that that's going to happen.
1: She's going to bring him back.
2: And I think, how about, how about this?
1: I think it happens in the first half of the season. I think they're gonna tease it in the first episode, but I agree that I don't think it happens. I'm gonna say episode three. So first half of season then. Two. Yeah, I, I it's just usually ten episodes. Well, I just right? think because like if they're doing, if they, they know what they're doing, they're not gonna bring it back right away. They're gonna like they're gonna milk it a little bit, you know. They're gonna be like, "Ooh, what's going on?" and then you know yeah i just plus like in that world that they live in people can't just like people aren't flying on private jets like Belchered everywhere like with to like ride horses from one end of the continent to the other and shit like that so like it'll take a little while to yeah
2: it'll you know it takes a bit all right i wonder what ben thinks
1: what do you think he thinks i don't know ben if you're listening to this let us know what you think let us know why we're everyone wrong. else let us know what you think tweet at us at board minutes anyways i got another one All right. This one is from... This one is from at Seth LaRue. (laughs) Shout out,
0: Seth Seth LaRue. Man, what a great Twitter handle. Who
2: did that? Dope handle.
1: Seth LaRue says, Hey, guys. What are your songs of the year and album of the year so far in 2016? And I'm going to actually... So here's the thing. I'm actually going to... We can't say that Kanye's album is the best of the year. Is it too new or what? Can I say one of the songs is my favorite? Fine, because I think it's pretty well um, accepted that that's the best one, the best album. Well, or that's what we us. would say. According to, us. Us. According according to the boardman, that's what the yeah, boardman would the board say. Way. So, like, let's let's branch out a little bit. I
2: think right now, I like I haven't kept track of albums, so I need to look up a list. I agree. So, if you guys have something off the top of the dome, I got right one now. thing.
1: Well, I got one. I
3: just been listening to it's, Drake. It's, also, hasn't dropped views from the six yet. Not
2: so, yet. Not April yet. Asterix on all. April twenty ninth. It's coming out. Um,
1: well, I have one. It's for the the. It, it's a non hip hop. It's more of a sure. It's kind of like an indie uh, garage rock band called Parquet Courts. Uh, they just released an album on Friday, last Friday called Human Performance. Very good album. I recommend anybody who... I just recommend anybody listening to this to check it out and see what you think. And if you hate it after a few songs, turn it off. And if not, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's probably one of my favorite uh, songs. I think my favorite song right now... I'll tell you my favorite song, Corey. Yeah, guys. I gotta go with the ultralight beam. I gotta go with the that ultralight beam. Okay.
2: ultralight beam. This is a good that album
1: has grown. This on This is me a, a god dream.
3: Long. Wait, grown more, on you. Well, what the you? more and more I listen to it, there's certain it's songs I didn't cancer. even know about. I just like I started to. You've like, been hanging out with Mike Fawcett too much, dude. There's I'm literally sure. only the a Waves music. is still waves is still the jam. Wow,
1: well, we already talked. Well, <laughs> if you guys listen to the Boardman's podcast, you know that Waves is the most radio friendly song <laughs> on that
3: exactly, album. Exactly, but it's the beat is hot. Come on, yeah, the beat is hot.
1: That's a fact.
2: Okay, so you you name that one. So I'm scrolling through this nice list of t- 2016 albums. There's a few that pop out to right. me that I didn't know. The first one that Matt just pointed out, which I love the art is boozy, "Boozy Badass" hey, and hey, I, hey. "I Zoom Right By You." Wait, that's when
1: your that's your favorite album? No, of but he's just on oh. here, so I, did,
2: I had to say. Oh here, oh, here, yep. your boy. Yep. Really. So Anderson Pack, Malibu, great album. It's a little more chill, a little more relaxed, a lot of piano. Um, that is a great album. One of my favorite bands that we I talked about on our outside lands podcast saint lucia oh yeah dropped their second studio album did it, called matter oh did it come out it came out uh january 29th oh nice so and that's a great album that's um, oh, right we said that one. yeah if if you're uh if you're a rap fan kevin gates isaiah actually pretty good album he has a couple radio hits on right now i think most recognizably is uh two phones if you've heard it um wiz khalifas was awful uh, Kanye West, we already talked about, but I, so far looking through this, um, Anderson Pack and St. Lucia.
1: Have you guys listened to the new Kendrick Lamar album? I have. Do you like that one?
3: There's some good songs. It's kind of hard, like when you're at the gym and every it's song not, it, is it, untitled and no, just it's not, a number. It's, it's, it's not pretty hard. To it's, not it's not a, a
1: It's not a single friendly album. It's more, it's very much in the vein of his last album. He dropped it yeah. for LeBron, dude. Um. He did. Corey, I'd be remiss if I did not, uh. Mention our boy Future and his new album. Oh yeah, Evol.
3: Can't say I'm the biggest fan. Little photo. No, I of, can't say that of either. Of Future or of the album? No, I love of Future Evil. of the album. Oh yeah, no, I'm saying I have up on my Apple Music. I had to throw that out there. there. No,
1: Future's al- that Future's album is Dirty
3: Sprite 2. That's, yeah. that's that's dirty the album bro. to
1: Listen to it. That 2015 jam. But <laughs> woo, that Dirty well, Sprite 2. I'm just
3: waiting on Drake. I got no comment on this. Uh, I think Music Guy Seth just asked. Music Wait, do, Guy well, Seth his own mailbag. Wait, no, but what, no,
1: well, no, but what about songs? I guess I was trying to. I mean, maybe song would have been the better.
3: What's the new Drake track you are listening to? In the pop car? style, pop oh, style. Pop I will style. say, I just you know, little Kanye in there. The beat is super catchy. Two lines of Jay Z, two featuring Jay Z, two lines featuring. How much, Jay- you, think, the how much you think they paid Jay Z for that? Featuring know, the 100 throne. Grand. Yeah, it's ridiculous. he's like, you all say something for like five just seconds. First, second. we just talk
1: for like five seconds. Um, so
3: I'll say right now that's my that's my hottest song on the, you know on the loop right now. But we'll see how the rest of 2016 plays out
1: aka we'll see what drake puts on his <laughs> what, album <laughs>
2: yeah when drake, we've already heard two
3: singles from it yeah what
2: else you got Sam? all right
1: i got some more questions guys um
2: how much you want to do one more oh we got
1: two, we only got two more okay oh, two we more. got time for two we got time all right we got this, this one's from our uh our friend mike fawcett oh dad dude yeah so this is a good question i like this question so what's your favorite Non Wisconsin
3: sports team and why? Ooh, That's I a like good question sports. for all of us because we're all Wisconsin guys. I'm going to so. disqualify the Giants on this one as well. Yeah, well, because we just you don't, we you just don't spend an hour that. talking yeah. about the yeah. Giants, yeah.
2: and you don't get say, you don't get off easy, Belcher,
3: with that. Do you want to go first, Belcher? No, I'm I'm, I'm going to let the veterans go first.
1: Well, this, mine's I pretty easy. I'll say mine's pretty easy too, and it's pretty topical. And I'm wearing the jersey right now. I'm going to go with Liverpool Football Club. Liverpool. God, what a match today! The four Beatles from Liverpool. God, they. I'm, I'm not going to bore anybody with the details of the match today, but, man, what a fucking crazy That day. was an amazing game. That was insane. Down three goals with 20, 30 minutes to play.
2: And they needed... they needed. No, they were,
1: well, they were, they were down two. They needed three to, needed to three. advance in the Europa League, and they got the third one.
2: That's your favorite non-Wisconsin team.
1: Yeah, because my only other non-Wisconsin team would probably be the Giants. Giants? Yeah. And I think and I think I'm a little too I'm a little more into like I definitely well, and this goes back to what we talked about earlier, is like it's a lot easier for me to follow one soccer match a week, maybe two, versus like yeah. every yeah. game every day or whatever. But yeah, other than that I mean like Packers, Badgers, like I'm pretty I'm pretty straight and straight narrow, narrow when it comes to, <laughs> pretty when, comes to my, when it comes to my Wisconsin sports.
2: I'll let uh I'll let Belcher go last since he's the guest. Um Mine is probably the San Jose
1: Sharks. Oh, Corey's a huge Sharks fan.
2: So I grew up... How are you not up, watching the game right now? I'm tra- We're doing a podcast, dude. I got to stay focused. This is for the people. i get you a score update. Um, Don't worry. Thank you. Uh, I played hockey growing up. Um, we didn't have a team in Wisconsin. My dad is a very big Blackhawks fan. I feel fan. like that's
1: the default Wisconsin team. It's cool. If you're like a it's hockey like, team. Or yeah. maybe the Wild now, if you're on that now, side.
3: Now, but of, the Blackhawks have been there. Yeah, forever. I refuse to yeah. like a Minnesota team no matter what. And that. I don't like Minnesota teams. So I either. came
2: over here. I've been to a few Sharks games every year. I'm going to their playoff game on Monday. So, And I just like live hockey. If you haven't seen,
3: it's amazing playoff live. hockey at that.
2: Yeah, so I would say the Sharks. Okay. Belcher. Belcher,
3: what do you got? As a as fellow Badger fans, don't kill me for this. It's, oh my It's God. more of a family ties. thing. Oh no! Uh, What's well, happening? Oregon here? Ducks. Um, oh, that's Oh, fine. okay. That's not I not mean, that it, it's far away, you know. But uh, both of my cousins went there, and you know, with the jerseys and the Nike connection, and the jerseys are just the way shit. they play football with the, the, the running gun. And uh, God, I thought you were going mean, to pull
2: a Graeber Duke going no. on. <laughs> yeah, I know. thought you. I thought no, you. Were no, gonna, I thought you were going to go dark no. on me. No.
3: Not that dark, but no, I mean, we played him in the Rose Bowl. I thought maybe yeah. we'd take a little offense, but no. Hey, the, the Bay Oregon
1: Area Ducks. loves the Ducks. A lot of Ducks uh, in the Bay Area.
3: Sco Ducks. You know, shout out Cousin Mikey, uh, Cousin Aaron. Duck yeah, we're all doing that. shout
1: outs today. There, there we go. go. Nice. Uh,
3: Join the shout outs. So train. yeah, I'd have to go Ducks. I don't think I can go any like other major sports. I can't do it.
1: That's respectable. All right, I got, I honestly think. Last question? Last question? It's the last question.
3: This is a really good
1: question. This one comes from Casey Lawrence. Friend of the pod. Wifey. Wifey of the pod. Wifey. Um, I'll read the whole question and then we can... Is it a long question? It's a, it's a few questions, but then we... Is it multi-part? Here it is. All right. It's like, who do you think is slash are the best sports commentators in the industry right now and why? Generally speaking, what makes a good sports commentator versus a bad one? Oh, my God. Also, also please note, your answer to the first question cannot be Bill Simmons but you can reference him in the latter half. <laughs> so basically you cannot say that Bill Simmons is the best sports like commentator now, but you can refer to him as like what makes a good sports commentator. Can I start this one since I went? Go sure, yeah, go ahead.
3: Um I think I got to go. I mean, I hope I don't take anybody's here, but I just think he is the consummate professional. He is he knows his stuff. He does a bunch of sports. He's been around forever. Al Michaels, that guy. Oh yeah, that guy is a legend. He does everything from Olympics. He has single handedly. I mean, Collinsworth is a great color guy, and people may not like him, but I mean, Sunday Night Football. Al Michaels is just crushes it, yeah. and he makes every no matter who's playing. That's a broadcast you're going gam- to want to watch. He's he throws gambling he, yeah, lines. He's not into biased. It? He's he knows his stuff, and he's got he's just got one of those voices. I personally, I know that may not be a, a normal criteria. How your voice sounds. There's certain guys. There's well, yeah, v- but you you want to
1: you want to like Scully. want to listen there's, to them.
3: You know, there's you know Bob Eucher. There's you, the voice is just an iconic voice like that. And if you hear Al Michaels on the radio or over a broadcast, over a highlight, you're 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 sucked in. And he's mm-hmm. just, he's the one for me. No one I mean, people come close, but he he's up. I actually
2: um we'll do a loop, so I'll go back. You can finish, Seth. Um, I have two, both on opposite sides of the spectrum, right. liking for a. a because i think he's good and liking cuz well of,
1: because uh, i I, I agree with the bell uh, with belcher's al michael's because i mean al michael's is he's incredible and i listen to the bill Simmons al michael's podcast and he seems like a really yeah the best stories too oh yeah
3: he's, he seems like an awesome guy and he, yeah exactly and he's like a nice genuine like you can relate to him
1: yeah um the other person that i would say oh you're, is, oh, you're
3: going oh i thought you were going to loop oh sorry no i was going to you oh, can sorry, finish go ahead.
2: God, I'm just stealing my, stealing my shine. Sorry, go ahead. I was actually, I have a story behind this too. I would actually say Chris Collinsworth. Okay. So in college, I hated Chris Collinsworth. So I was sitting on the couch at the end of the day and I was, I was having a few adult beverages watching the Packers and they were losing and it just felt like Chris Collinsworth was hating. Kicking you while you were down. And so <laughs> I think he worked for what, NBC. At the time, you worked for NBC now. He's yes. Football, yeah. So I decided, I was, one of my roommates talked to me, and you should write in and talk about your dislike for Chris Collinsworth. So I wrote into ESPN about how I hated Chris Collinsworth. You were that mad? But I wrote into ESPN, not even NBC. I wrote into the wrong station about how I hated Chris Collinsworth. <laughs> And they'll never you know, like let me forget it. But
1: if this was like now, they would have retweeted that and said like everyone hates Chris Collinsworth.
2: It, it was unbelievable. But I just think so. I think during the playoffs, I kind of realized this. He just because he played, I guess. And I know Troy Aikman's played too, but
3: as a Packers fans, I would have to say <laughs> he's, as cur- an he's, the he's the curse. He's like the curse.
2: There's just little like you know route running things he notices um, you know back end i guess blocks by guards blocks by on some type of rusher off the back end that he notices that you can not i mean c- kind of it's cuz of camera work that we sure. see but that he, so he's my sure. favorite and then on the opposite size spectrum i love bill walton have you ever heard oh my bill God. Walton did you did James? you hear, hear what he said with him.
1: did you hear what he said during the when the badgers played Cal? so i'm going to i was going to oh, okay, reference that okay go ahead that. yeah
2: go ahead so he just started going off on a tangent about the California Redwoods. Yes. And how they're like magical. <laughs> yes.
3: how they're magical. Like, well, <laughs> I'm like,
1: I love you. Was he I wanna sit in a room? Was with he you. tripping on mushrooms during there's, that game? There's a yes. large chance
3: he was tripping on acid, number one. Number two, I heard him go on a tangent another time, a UCLA game, about how he likes to ride his bike around town. And I was just like, What do you this is a basketball <laughs> if game? If you get a chance to listen to oh Bill Walton during a broadcast, watch that. Everyone game. listening to YouTube it and like twenty links will come up and they will all will make you cry. Fantastic. All right, Seth.
1: Um, well, I mean, I think both you guys had really good ones. I'll just throw another guy in the ring. Um, mostly because of, well, mostly because of his Olympics coverage recently, but Bob Costas, very, I get the impression, kind of like what you Wow, Bob Costas? What does that mean? I'm just kidding. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I just I feel like he's obviously very professional, very in the same vein as like an Al Michaels. I, saying, I think they're in the same
3: boat there. They're, they're but on the what same I lobby.
1: will say, the reason why I'm going to give Bob a little a little high five is, dude dab. had fucking pink eye that's, at the Olympics. that's Sochi Kush, and he was <laughs> it it <looked> <laughs> so <laughs> bad. Uh, he was no, but he was that. he was like you could tell there was like because you know he's on four times a day right like he's on oh at all times God. like he's basically on the clock like 18 hours a day so they're like all right Bob what do you got to say and he's like doing the thing and you could tell like man he is really just fucking he's a freaking well, no but he's like Persevere. No, that's what I'm saying you could tell he's like I'm I'm doing the best I can I'm doing the best I can and then all of a sudden it's like You're like call Matt Lauer yeah all right all of a sudden like, yeah, exactly like all of a sudden it's like all right Bob like you're yeah. you're a trooper but like we're going to we're going to sub you out. Sit but this you, one out. Cuz there was one point where he had a he <laughs> had like an interview that. where like his eye was like droopy and it was like straight red. It was red but it was like there was like liquid falling out of it like you oh, no. just like
3: you could tell he was he just wore his glasses to try oh, to cover yeah. it up. No, but he I mean he's he is the true professional and he just done He's another a legend. guy does every single sport, olympics yeah. to football to baseball to you know just regular stories like yeah. he's And he's just, he's iconic. Well, and I think,
1: well, and I think just to jump into the second part of this question of like why or like, you know, what makes somebody good, I think it will help us kind of explain why we picked who we did. See, I think, I think one thing that's really big is just you can tell when a guy's prepared or when he's actually invested in what he's doing and, you know, whether it's the Olympics or whether it's football or whether, you know, I mean, obviously everyone probably has their favorite sport that they can cover. Um, But you can obviously tell the guys that are covering something that, either as their favorite or that they're at least prepared for. And I mean, I've watched like women's college basketball games and watch these guys on like ESPN. And some people you could tell just like, don't give a shit. And some people are, they know every player on the team. And, mm-hmm. and, and I think that is, that's a big differentiator for me is like, you know, if you look at it like any other job, like, are you going to put your fourth your effort to do your job, whether it's maybe your favorite sport or not? Like, I think that's a big deal for me. And, and obviously all the guys that we said, I think do that. But um, but yeah, I think, I think that's like a big... And
3: I think a, a really good measuring stick is did you teach me something or tell me something I didn't already know? Yeah. Especially in football, you know? And that's where Collinsworth, I think, is like one of the top color guys is he's the little stuff. Like Corey said, he'll yeah. watch a replay and he'll circle something that you never would have noticed. And now you're like, oh, that makes sense why that happened or why they did that or what yeah. part of that play worked.
1: Well, on the the opposite end of the spectrum to Chris Collinsworth is like... I mean, I don't know about you guys, but like Phil Sims, like I just can't. I can't like I turn the volume down because all he ever does is talk about like, Oh yeah, we talked to these guys earlier in the week and they said they were going to run the ball more. And it's like, he almost tries to be like an NFL insider while you're watching the game. It's like, Phil, we don't care that you're saying anything important. That's what I mean. Like we don't care that you're an NFL insider. Like we don't, we didn't need you to tell us that like, you know, they were going to run the ball more this game before we saw it actually happen. Like that doesn't add any value to me. Right. Um, The other end of the spectrum is also you guys ever watch an NBA game with John Barry as a commentator? Yes, he's he's the worst. Like he like like there's one thing to like not be prepared and not know what to say. He literally says things that are not factual. Like he literally says not it's, true statements. <laughs> no, he'll say like, oh yeah, like I remember, I remember this coach back in, you know, back when he was with this guy, and it's like you know he that he never coached that guy. You know, <laughs> like stuff like that where he he'll just he'll just make shit up because he has. It's like he just shows up. He doesn't research anything. He doesn't. So I think that is a big thing for me is, is people that actually research and just know what right, they're right. talking about. Um, what do you guys think?
2: I think I have a question. Casey, how do you feel that we're discussing your question right now?
0: I felt really special because my husband, Seth, was urging me to send in a question. And I know negative anything about sports. but <laughs> Negative <laughs> I, I know that uh, whenever I pay attention, some people's voice is great on me and some others don't. And so I just thought, you know, is that how it is for everyone? It's for you, is Maybe it's the voice because I feel like the guys who the guys who do the just the sports casting like as the game goes on for the San Francisco Giants, I mean, they don't apparently from what I hear, they don't always say the smartest things. But uh, I just like their voices. Mm-hmm. Like I just—they have good voices. Kyper has
3: one of those voices that you just like want yeah. to listen to. It's yeah. like
0: one of those old, old-timey baseball voices, like the greatest in sports, or you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like it. Awesome. So yeah, I, I happen to walk in at just the right time. <laughs>
2: listen to the Bachelor podcast. Casey's on it. If you want to hear her voice. All right. Is that it? We're rapping, right? I survived
3: the first Baseball Insider. Somehow break. Belcher survived. How do you feel, Belcher? It was a blast, dude. Tenth pod. That's a big, big milestone. Double dig.
1: So we got to bring Belcher on every tenth pod now to talk baseball?
3: Nah, mid-season. I'll come yeah, back. Yeah, we can mid-season. do that. Mid-season we can, or quarter season. Yeah, we'll do all-star break. We'll see uh, where everybody stands, and we'll go from there.
1: We could refine our predictions every week, because then we're, bound, we're somebody's bound to get it right at some point. <laughs> That's
3: what we do on this.
1: <laughs> we just keep we predicting, should, and then we just keep predicting. get it right. Yeah. So we should all we should already apologize to every team that we just predicted because they're not gonna win. Well only, no, Corey, only Corey. Well Cory and me. Well, me whoa, to some extent. Well
2: right. yeah, that's
1: <laughs> um
2: All right. Well you know where you can find us, right? Yeah.
1: At board minutes, the at Seth LaRue, at Corey Brunn. What's your
3: Twitter? Belch Daddy 8 on Instagram. Oh, it's Belch Belch Daddy, Daddy 8 on Instagram, on no, IG. Th- thanks, oh, uh, not, not thanks for having me. I appreciate it, guys. I had a blast. All right, Trey Deuce, ride us out. Trey
2: Deuce, check him out, SoundCloud. Deuce, Deuce. Trey Deuce, F-B-P. Follow him on Facebook also, at Trey Deuce. Thank you for the intro music.
1: Thank you for the outro music. Ride us on out. We
2: out.
0: It's time with your girl, like they won't get you pill. You can be a family, got dog, but even Brian got killed. I'm kicking this knowledge while supplying my will. If you don't think I can beat you, I'm just supplying that will. That's deuce. <laughs> I'm just supplying. <laughs> uh. I ain't implying nothing. Yeah. Deucey! <laughs> yeah. Perfect.